Hey guys, this is Sturge from Chop Sports, and I want to talk to you about a new hobby of mine, and that's real estate. Ever since we brought on our resident realtor here at Chop Sports, that's all I can think about. So we got another one. You know who's really good at this stuff? Jay Devlin of CRG Homes. Jay is out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and business is booming. Whether you're looking to relocate, buy, rent, or literally purchase property and watch your stacks get higher, Jay is the guy to do this for you. He's already in the process of helping me out right now on a possible summer home. Call Jay right now, 843-315-5913, and have yourself a chat and learn about all the perks and tell him Chop Sports sent you. Hey, 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 hey. You guys all know what that means. When you hear that, that little bass riff, you know my podcast is beginning. How you doing? Your first time listener, uh, the name is Joe Matteris. That's what I. Uh, that's what I've been going by since 1967, and I'm. I'm not changing it, man. I'm never going with uh, Joseph William Matteris. That's my middle name. It's William. You know, comedians in the industry they do that. I think when their career gets stale, they're like, "Let's fucking switch it up." I'm gonna throw the middle name in. That's gonna start the career. Dude, I'm Joseph William Matteris. We're not even going... We'll make it Matarese. Joseph William Matarese. No, we're still going with Joe Matteris. You're here with uh, episode 2-1. I think I'm getting that correct. And I don't know if you can tell by the sound. I don't know if anything sounds different. But I actually made a drive today to a lovely city called Matawan. <laughs> In New Jersey, went over the GW Bridge, hit some traffic, and uh, came to the podcasting network. Now that we're completely post-COVID, I'm here at uh, their studio recording. And um, on the board over here, I actually have it's like a, like a producer on the board. Chris Gucci's on the board. We have uh, some things in store for you. He's only going to speak if spoken to. That's what he's told me. He's not really going to be my co-host because last week, all alone with no guests, best feedback I've gotten in my podcast since I have began uh, 21 weeks ago. People really liked it. They could tell the difference. I hope you could tell the difference. Uh, I will have guests from here from from here from time to time i will have guests but um you know when they come up when they organically come up i have some guests lined up different people here and there but at the same time you're gonna get weeks of me talking about shit that's going in my life and including uh the fans calling in leaving voice messages as you know the voicemail number still the same it will always be the same it's 951-298- nine eight nine nine put that somewhere in your phone so you have it nine five one two nine eight nine eight nine nine um chris give me a little uh well give a give me a little more of the um the wild card the theme song just so i can i want to throw some plugs right here at the top yeah yeah give it nice and low i like that you just i, I don't know I, I think it's from my years of djing when i was younger that i can't talk I can't do plugs without having music on underneath. Uh, I, it's so funny now when I'm like, when I go by a wedding or like a party and like I'm not really there. Like, I don't know how that didn't make sense. But if I'm ever like, like on uh, this 
beach club that we uh, are members of that we go to. It's a, it's a row of all these mansions where they do weddings in them also. So I, you can like hear the DJ going from the next one over. And it, it just brings me back to those days. I don't know what it is, but uh, DJs at weddings can't say uh, like well, what some of their sayings. They go, uh, uh, God, what is the one they always say? Chris, you used to work at a club, right? I'm speaking to you now. So, Chris, you worked at a club, right? Well, what's some of the DJ things? They always go, uh, are you on? I am. Don't worry about the music. It's all right. We'll go back to it when we get to the plug. But it's like a DJ thing that they always got to say. Like, not just like a special request or uh, they go. Now you got uh, me thinking. Um, what did you say, Dave? What's your Zodiac What's your, what's your Zodiac sign? <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't really work. No, 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 no. That's not even what I meant. I meant like not even at a club. Like you're at a wedding. You're like, this guy's got a cummerbund on. He has like the table wrapped in so you're the logo more like an for MC. his DJ company. Like an MC of a yeah, wedding. Yeah, like the guy that's there. Like they always like they can't not. They think that they need to say shit when they didn't need to say anything. Like, the song was fine, but they're always like, oh, this was always and forever. Oh, yeah, recorded and not. They just start saying shit. You know what I mean? I get what you're Isn't saying. Isn't that called something? I think it's called a ramp up on the radio because it's usually ramping up to something that's they do a cheesy segue like if the song was like sailing by christopher cross <laughs> like it would come into like if you're gonna go sailing on tuesday the wind and you're like oh my god did you really need the song to segue and that's just awful but uh, uh, enough about that so give me the wild card i want to do a couple of quick oh, plugs if you uh if you're wondering folks because it's going to segue into my f- first subject which is comedy is is I, I can't say 100% back, but I'm going to say 90% back. It's back. In one week, I just started getting a lot of gigs. And I was like, holy shit, it's back. So if you want to come and see me live, uh, the Remember When tour is rolling. And we're uh, we're going like real Jersey heavy with this tour. I have two South Jersey guys opening for me. and Because uh, that's where our following is the biggest. So I got this guy, Dan Callahan, and uh, Brendan, um, Brendan uh, Donagan, I think that's how he pronounces his last name. They worked with me once, and I couldn't believe how funny they were. Real South Jersey, and I was like, dude, we should, like, I should add you to the tour. So the first one is the 26th of June on a Saturday. We're going to be at the Adventure Farm, this huge open area. Huge. I think they can do, like, four or 500 people there. So we're doing that one on June 26th. Uh, it's in Shemung, New Jersey. And then we're going over to uh, Jalot. It's amazing that I can remember these. You can tell uh, I'm on Adderall for a work day. If you were listening to last week's podcast, I'm on the Adderall today. And boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Just sliding the dates in. Don't even really need to think about it. For a second, I had to think. July, July, July 18th, July 18th, I'll be in Stone Harbor, New Jersey at the Harbor Theater. And then on the 23rd of July, I will be in Boundbrook, New Jersey at the at Brooks Art Center. I think that's what it's called, the Brooks Art Center. So just go to joematteris.com for tickets, okay? And uh, those gigs are going to segue me after I uh, say this, which is, if you listen to, I think it's the number one uh, episode of Pretender to Contender, which was the 
Kevin Brennan episode. I put I, I put a lot of the older. You can let the music stay off. I put a lot of the older episodes on YouTube. So after they're like a week old, I had them go on YouTube. The ones that we were videoing, but these aren't being videoed. So I don't know if you'd put audio onto YouTube. Would you do that, Chris? No. <laughs> Good. <Okay>. Absolutely not. <laughs> Speak when spoken to. Uh, <laughs> he's like, the, I don't like the whole mute unmute thing because. All right, you can leave it off. Yeah, I'll trust you. We'll trust you. Leave it off. So, uh, yeah. So, um, a lot of people, including Kevin Brennan, said your 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 stand up is your strongest thing. You're, you're, he loved my stand up, and he told me how uh, I should. Whenever someone trolls me on the internet, just throw them a fucking clip of your stand up. <laughs> so I've kind of been doing that, which is hilarious. Someone shits on me, and then boom, I send them uh, something that has eight hundred thousand views on <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> it's kind of fun don't even write anything i'm just like here watch this okay so uh i said why don't i add that into the podcast a little bit if you know i remember years ago i used to go on sirius xm when uh my friend pete dominic used to host a show called total request on raw dog at sirius xm one of the comedy channels and uh we would uh we would play clips and we would talk in between the clips of the stand-up comedians. And uh, I was like, you know, that could work in that format kind of on my podcast. So we're going to segue into a clip right now. This one's called Scrabble. If you're a Scrabble player, it's one of my old, old. This is like, a, like if this was like, a, to me, it's like from the 50s. That's how old this bit feels of mine. But we're going to come out of Scrabble and you won't have to remind me that uh, we're going to be talking about um, me not being in the construction field anymore. Just a little tease. Construction job. It's not happening anymore. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I'm not doing construction anymore. I don't know if you, you know, sometimes you don't hear things. All right, so we'll be right back with a little Scrabble. Go to the Scrabble bit. Sometimes I forget how smart she is. Like recently I said this to her. I go, you want to play Scrabble? You don't bring up Scrabble if you got a 740 on your SATs. Uno, you bring up Uno, right? It's got colors, can kind of keep me focused. Scrabble, Scrabble can be evil because it'll reveal that I'm the dumb guy quicker than any other game. First play against my wife, I really did this. I go geese. G-E-E-C-E. She goes, oh, my God, are you serious? And I went, whoa, 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 geese is, with an S at the end. <laughs> you nailed it. And we are back. We are back. Uh, I love I love coming up with like stupid like catch things like on the fly, which was last week fucking around with the Welcome Back Cotter theme. So uh, yeah, we are back, and that Scrabble bit. Uh, geez, I, I I almost feel like you know how when you listen to singers and when they get older, their voices get deeper. Like they used to say that about Sinatra. Well, they didn't say it about him. It's true. You listen to like young Sinatra, and he's like. Uh, thanks for the memories. And you're like, that's fucking Sinatra. 
And then, like, he's, like, in his 70s, and you listen, and he's like, yeah, the memories. You're like, what the fuck happened to his voice? He was so, every, you know. <laughs> so when I listen to that old Scrabble bit, I can almost tell my age by the timbre of my, of my voice. It sounds higher. Could you hear it, Chris? Could you? Did I sound any higher to you? Yeah, and I saw the video actually. And oh, that you was did? that was Young Joe. Holy shit! It's yeah, my. I was, fr- I was watching it across the table. I was like, "Wait, that's him?" Yeah, it's my first Letterman. No gray hair, stupid goatee, a really bad jacket, like this. Not even a suit jacket. They wanted you to wear suits, and I didn't wear a suit. I wore like some fucking almost members only looking thing. You were which, dressed like how like my teachers dressed. I'm dressed like a guy that can't afford a suit and gets invited to a wedding so he tries to piece something together that's what that looks like. it was the worst that, now that's up. something i could definitely relate to there <laughs> you're like wait i got dress shoes we can do this i got i got dress pants let's throw a shirt in there that doesn't go with that and some weird members only jacket boom that's a suit no it's not so uh so yes so let's talk about this and i don't know if you guys can relate so I was doing construction. For me, it seemed like four months. It might have been two. <laughs> uh, I started, I know, when it wasn't that hot outside. And the job was working for my wife's, one of my wife's best friend's husband uh, in Fairfield, Connecticut. He had his own construction business. And I had told him years ago that I dabbled in shit, but I wasn't, you know, great by by not even close to being great but i'd like to learn how to do more and if you ever need a helper and you know it's a slow time for me maybe i could you know jump in you know and and help you so like four years went by and then all of a sudden towards the end of corona i get a call from him saying he needs some help and i was like you know what dude fuck it yeah let's do it let's do it and i was busting my ass man uh really hard work doing mostly decks mostly outdoor shit and if anyone is listening to this podcast right now and you have that kind of job god bless you i have a whole new respect for anyone that has to put work boots on to go to their job first off those things hurt they're not comfortable no matter which ones you get i tried to get the most comfortable ones but they hurt, and I, that was one of the things when I would get done a day's job doing construction outside to take those boots off and just like drive home in my bare feet was like I was getting blown. Like I, <laughs> it was like I had cruise control on, and some girl was like, "You know, I could suck your dick while you're driving." Like it was like back in the early twenties. That shit doesn't happen in your fifties. Your wife's never like, "Hey, let me blow you while we're driving to." Uh, to uh to the park with our dog no that isn't happening so uh oh my god um i feel the the adderall is kind of wearing off a little because we're starting later than we wanted to be took that shit early uh so i'm proud of myself guys that are in the room here which is uh, dave sturchio in the distance you'll hear him a little later he's got some stories that kind of relate to some of these subjects and chris behind the glass but we don't have glass but he does have the roadcaster pro <laughs> that's all that matters he's got the buttons and the roadcaster pro so uh uh those guys can relate i for the first time in my life quit a job in a way that no one wanted to punch me in the face 
like and that him and I are still friends. I was like proud of myself. I fucking handled it cuz in my day and and I haven't had a dude, I haven't had a day job since 92. 9 maybe not even that. Like in the in the late 80s because my first job after failing out of community college was like a DJ. So that's not even like that's not days. That was nights and you know, it was easy and it was fun back then and that's what got me towards comedy because I was talking on the mic and I, I wanted to do stand up the whole time and then finally I found an open mic through a friend who was also a DJ and going to community college with me and started doing stand-up. So, I mean, the, the last hard job I had is probably in the 80s when I had to clean pools for a summer. Like, I was hanging with Walter Matthau in uh, Bad News Bears, you know, and he was like, you need to clean the pool. That's a, is that a bad impression? You need to lean into it. How does he say it? It's actually pretty good. I told you to lean into it. You know what that means? Bad news for the Yankees. It's my Walter Matthau impression. Just dusted it off and brought it out for episode 21. So uh, so we we put it out to some of the callers of uh, jobs that they might have lost in a bad way. We only have a couple of callers on that subject. And I, I know Dave said only he had one. one oh, we only have one caller. And, and then Dave said he had something on that, uh, some job that he uh, quit in, 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 in hopefully a bad way. I have uh, I I have cl- I have a couple of classics that I probably have told on podcasts before. Um, this one I just call mid shift quit. I don't know if you can re- if you've ever quit mid shift. Like you don't even wait till you're fucking done, and it's maybe the first day at the job. I had a couple of those in my career, um, but the most famous one is Pizza Hut. My friend. Uh, had a job as a waiter there. I thought I was getting the waiter job. He was making good. Like when you're like 18 and your friends like, dude, I made 75 bucks cash last night. You're like, holy fuck. What did you have? Did you have to get anally raped? What did you do? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. As a waiter, where pizza hut, dude, 80 bucks cash, just fucking serving pizzas. And I was like, can you get me a job? And he's like, yeah. And I get there and they're like, you're not a waiter. No, no, no. You're, we needed a cook. I was like, fuck. All right. If you if you've ever had one of these jobs where it's like it, nothing this, this more going to be a layup for the for the for you. No, because Joe the pizza maker. Oh, that's right, the pizza maker. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The trolls. You've seen the uh, the funny video of me that Chris actually said. I don't know why they troll it. Like it's not that bad. It's just you look like you're being stupid on purpose, right? Yeah, that's what I, that's what I got from it. I don't know if you were yeah, actually. Trying. I wasn't trying to. What, did you think I was like, hey, I'm a great pizza. Hi, everybody. This is Joe Matarese, and I'm an unbelievable pizza maker. Come with me, and I'm gonna shit like I was trying. No. I made fun of it out of the gate. Like they looked like the map of Italy. They were all misshapen pizzas. I'm on the barbecue grill. The last I had- thing you said was, "Well, that didn't go well." I was like, well, at least he knows. Yeah, <laughs> so. and I didn't have any any. Uh, I didn't have any flour on the on the wood cutting board, so the, the freaking dough wouldn't slide. Like that was my every time I've ever had like a fix it show idea, or if it was ever a cooking show idea, it wasn't. Almost any of the reality shows that I've ever pitched in my years as a comedian, I'm the guy that sucks at it, and then it's funny. Like that's that's the 
like if but you know what we've learned is you can stop start and cut anything up and make somebody look like a fucking idiot i was trying to be stupid but whatever uh so uh the pizza hut had a conveyor you know where you had to you had to stick all the shit the toppings and then you stick it on that the slow conveyor and then it would you know you had to i guess you had to grab it when it was done before it fell off the conveyor and um, so I'm making the pizzas, all that, and I'm like handling it, even though it, it's going to be way less money. Day one, that those places always have that guy, that guy that gives a shit about his job. You know those fucking guys. I remember <laughs> Bill Hicks had a bit something about that in the back. He goes, "You know those guys that like uh, that look like they want to be there." I'm trying to remember what his. He had a really funny bit where the guy comes up to him, the boss, and goes, "Hey." Uh, Hey Hicks, why don't you? Because uh, you don't. You sometimes you don't have. There's nothing to do because there's no orders coming in. And he's like, why don't you uh, pretend you're working? You know, like figure out something, do something, make pretend you're working. And he goes, hey, you're making more than me. Why don't you pretend I'm working? <laughs> he goes, rear back if you got to. That was like, he had a really funny bit about that. But that's what this guy was like. I remember he was like, uh, hey Joe, uh, uh, stop making pieces for a second. Um, I need you to take out the trash, which sounded like a normal thing. And he brings me over and there's like, I'm not lying. There's plastic, those black plastic work bags that you see on like a job site. They're stacked to the ceiling in Pizza Hut. And he goes, empty all those, the, the um, dumpsters out in the parking lot. And it's amazing how low your work tolerance is when you're like 16, 17, like, because I see my son, like, everything, as he's 13. You ask him to fucking throw out something that he just finished eating, it's like he's painting a house or he's, like, doing a roof job. I'm like, dude, just fucking throw out what you just ate. You can't do that. So that's how I was back then. And I really believe what got me ready for that hard construction job is raising kids. It's so fucking hard, and you're just so used to it, that there and there's work at your house every day, like you have a day job. That taking a day job doesn't seem that bad because you're like, well, at least I'm making money while I'm doing this shit at home. I'm just fucking cooking and cleaning and you know uh, doing whatever is needed. For uh, it feels like free. <laughs> so uh, uh, so the, the guy goes, go throw those bags out. And I grabbed one black bag. I walk outside to the. Uh, the dumpster and then i just kept fucking walking right and the i'll never forget this because I, I lived walking distance but i mean it wasn't it wasn't like i'm lying i think it was a mile and a half which is pretty far at 16 to walk i walked and the guy johnny give a shit about being the manager of pizza hut comes into the parking lot he must have knew i was gonna quit because he was out there fast and he goes hey hey Hey, he's yelling to me across the parking lot. He goes, if you want to get paid for the hours you put in, you got to come back and punch out or you won't get paid anything. And I literally fucking went back. And it was a minimum wage in that era, 335 an hour. People that are in your late 40s, 50s, you remember 335 an hour? Remember that shit? What's minimum wage now, Chris? 10? 10. 10, 10 even? 15? It's 15? Wow. 
That's less. That's more than I was making on the construction site. No, I'm actually, I'm kidding. It's not. It's, it's. I was actually doing better than that. But yeah, three thirty-five an hour. I went all the way back in. Think about that. To, what, what, what was that? Ten dollars after taxes. I put in like three hours and, and quit. And the other classic one, I'll tell you before we go to the callers and uh, and Sturcio over here. Uh, this was a classic when I had a job. I don't know what you guys have here in Matawan. Those newspapers with all the like um, coupons in them. Mars was called the Shopper's Guide. It was like a once a week paper, and they would deliver them to my house, a big pile, and I just had to f- to throw them to everyone in the neighborhood. There was no collecting because that was the hardest part of it. I had a paper route when I was younger than that. Collecting, you know, go getting everybody's money. I used to collect part. paper money. I just didn't have a job doing it. That's what me and my friends did to buy things like baseball cards when I was a kid. I'd collect. see a little blue envelope and I would just go steal paper money when we were young. Oh, I was like twelve. They didn't have, see when I see you could tell you're way younger than me because when we were paper boys, they didn't. There was no leaving it in your mailbox. I had to knock on your door and go collecting. I'll never forget that collecting like I was once, in the mafia. Once my friends and I realized that there was just money, that was it. We went through the entire neighborhood every Tuesday and Thursday. We're looking for that blue envelope. You can tell I'm a degenerate because when you said that that's how you and your friends got money, I thought you just walked up to random houses and said collecting and got paid. <laughs> we're never, no, we're never even delivering papers. That would be hilarious to just get money for somebody else's paper out. So, uh, so I had those shoppers guides, right? So, total piece of shit that I was. I filled them up in my basket on my bike. It was like fucking a lot of them. And I would ride my bike to the school. We called it up school. That's what we called it, up school. Stafford School was where the kickball field was. There was like a, a brick wall there that had like a uh, the square on it that we used to play this game called speedball. It was like, ten, it was like fast pitch, uh, whatever, stick ball, but fast pitch with a tennis ball. And the dumpster. So I would bring all the papers up there and just throw them in the trash. And then ride home and get paid, right? And this is how pathetic I am. After about two months, that got to be too much work. And I just quit. I was like, I can't be fucking. (laughs) They didn't find out? It was too much work to throw out papers and get paid. I was like, fuck, this is fucking, this thing's heavy. (laughs) What a piece of shit. And I wonder why my son's on the lazy side. So, uh. So I was proud of myself, man. Not only did I quit in a in a great way, it almost looked if you remember the weather this Tuesday, it was like a hundred with really high uh humidity. Um and we're out there working on this deck that we've been working on for like a month. We're both sweating through our shirts. I almost threw up. That's how hot it was. And he's like, dude, I'm not feeling so good. I'm like, I'm not either. Like I was proud. That I'm older than this guy, and I didn't go down. And I was like, I want to fuck. I'm going to die. And it wasn't even like we were working hard. It was just that hot. Working on the deck. I put in the full work day. And then at the end, we were just sitting you know, by his truck, drinking water. And I go, this is going to seem like a weird segue. Like, I'm doing this because of today. But, like, comedy is really coming back. And, uh... I don't want to be a shitty employee anymore. Like I've already felt like I was going to my phone. He was too probably much. like, Whew, he finally. probably was finally. Yeah, that guy's going to pay sucked. him to do nothing anymore. That guy sucked. <laughs> he's like, he's all he does is text. We were a classic fucking group. 
me and him because he had ADD too, and we were both taking Adderall. And every once in a while, I could tell that he needed it because he would just be like staring at nothing. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? I'm like, I have Adderall in my fucking bag. If you, you know, I said, I haven't been taking the regular release, which I'm supposed to take later in the day, but I would just, I just didn't because I, you know, whatever. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll take one. But, uh, uh, he was not, you know, he didn't get mad, and and I, I could have easily uh, told him during the day that I'm quitting, right, and made the day easier. That would have been an hour conversation. You, you even right? offered the two weeks. I even offered the two weeks, and I waited till we were at the truck with the water. We were done. He was, he, I was that wasn't in my pay, you know. When we stopped, that's when I would stop. I was always honest, too, because he would let me keep my own hours. I could tell he had no idea what my hours were. He's like, give me your hours, and then I'll pay you. And the other thing that's going to seem coincidental, if I think about it, he was paying me cash the whole time. Um, And we were just about to start to go on the books. And uh, that's when I quit. (laughs) (laughs) But that isn't the real reason. Like, dude, like... I don't know if people realize how much busy work is involved in being a stand-up comedian, podcasting, doing all the posts, keeping all your gigs rolling. Uh, we might be opening a comedy club up up by me in Scarsdale. I have a meeting for that today. So if that happens, uh, that okay, that could be good. But um, yeah, so let's go to the phones. I want to hear if anybody else can relate to losing the... Uh, or quitting a job in a professional or a really unprofessional way. Hey, this is uh, Al Kaz. Um, when I was 19 years old, I was working at a high-end restaurant as a busboy. And, uh, you know, it was New Year's. We were coming about New Year's Eve. So me and my friend, we, we certainly didn't want to work New Year's Eve because, you know, all we wanted to do when we were 19 was – well, let's face it, snort cocaine off girls' tits. Um, so that's really what we had on our minds. So we called in. We did not come to work on New Year's Eve. And we get a call the next day that uh, we were fired, which we kind of expected. It was it, it was what it was. So Then January 2nd and January 3rd came around. I guess they had a couple of days to try to hire somebody and replace us, and uh, they knew they couldn't because we were pretty good at what we, do, we were doing. Uh, not snorting coke off girls' tits. We were good at that, too. But I'm just saying, in, in the restaurant business, we were pretty good. So they called us back into work and said, listen, uh, you know, we, you're not fired. Uh, you could start working again. And uh, we did. So we kept our job. So that's my uh, quitting job story. Uh, you can always visit me at therealestatecomic.com. That's my site for upcoming shows and uh, some daily uh, Instagram clips. Enjoy therealestatecomic.com. Thanks. Al Kaz, I, I let him put that plug in, everybody, so you guys don't think, why did he just plug himself at the end? I, I told him to. He is uh, He's a very funny uh, comedian friend of mine near the AC area, and uh, he was the one that gave me ideas because he said uh, he's only been like the real estate comic for like the last three or four years. You know, he's been selling real estate on the side of his stand-up career, and he's like, I use it in my act now, and I fucking I can do a twenty five dollar show somewhere, and people come up to me after afterwards, and either have like a property they want me to sell, and it ends up you know being worth my while. So if uh, if you are anywhere in that Jersey area there, and you want to sell your house, hit him up. He said his website. 
Uh, and if you want to book a guy who wants to, he'll talk about being a real estate. My wife, I, but, side note, I know we want to keep this podcast kind of tight, but uh, that was one of the jobs that I thought I wanted to do when I needed a side job. And my wife was so against it. She's like, no, no, no. real estate? She was like, no. Nah. My brother's been for years That's saying, not a side job. He goes, he goes, you got to get your real estate license. You could do it on the side. And my wife's like, you're not, you would, no. You're not going and doing a job that's straight commission and you go work hours upon hours and then make nothing. I don't think that's for you. And I was like, all right. She's usually right. So I, I never did it. I know people that just got into real estate and it's not as easy as it as it seems. No, you gotta bust your ass early. Yeah, it's like getting in, like how you get into construction because you think you like architecture. That's like, <laughs> oh, you better like sweating down your ass crack too, because that's more of the, what the job is. So, uh, okay, so so we got Dave sitting in now. So, Dave, what you had some class? This is my first time meeting Dave. I've just seen pictures and stuff and Instagram and talked to you on the phone and stuff. So. uh what job specifically do you think was one of your worst transitions out of it? Uh, CVS. <laughs> I worked at CVS as a uh, as a cash register guy. Uh huh. How but old were you? Seventeen, because I drove there. Yeah, so seventeen had to have my license. Maybe I was sixteen, and then I got my license, and I'm like, great, now I can drive to work, and I'm excited about it. You were so young; it was probably exciting to like work anybody, at cash register. Uh, anybody who ever worked at CVS, if you've ever heard the word or term facing, facing, which is the the act of going in aisle by aisle and pulling everything on the shelves to the front so you see everything. Ooh. It's called facing. Okay. It was the God's awful, just the worst. That's what you had to do. You I, were like, the, you were the every night. stock guy. But you, but you said you worked everything. You were a cashier. I was, oh, I, was you did everything. Tool, I was the five-tool player over at CVS. Oh, wow. Yeah. So leaving that job, I, I, I was tired of it. I, I got offered. I was making minimum at the time was a six seventy-five, I think. And so, how long did you last? I was there for maybe like six months. Okay. Okay. That's a good stint. Right. Little, yeah, a little run. A little uh, run. But then I decided to, I told them that I broke my ankle mm-hmm. and I couldn't come to work anymore um, until I was fixed, which was going to be six months. And I know my job won't be there. So I have to, six months, I have to go. I have to leave. Um, and it just so happened that I, I found another job and that's why I needed to leave. I was going to make $8 rather than six twenty five. Mm-hmm. So the story is I said, I broke my ankle. Um, and the new job was everything Halloween in the mall. It was like one of those Halloween theme stores. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My buddy was working there that and you're like, that was the better job. That was, the, I mean, 16, 17 year old. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're making $2 more an hour. Right. That's, so I, how uh, did that pay more than CVS. Like, right. CVS sounds so much more important. Awful. So remember I said, I broke my ankle. Yeah. Um, and now this is September. So Halloween's coming around. So you have to set up the store. Uh-huh. So I was caught, uh, in the mall, uh, on a ladder, uh, setting up the Halloween store by my boss at CVS, and I didn't quit yet. And he said, um, hey, you know, how's the ankle? And I'm literally dangling from the roof, the ceiling of it, <laughs> hanging a bat or something like that, like some kind of artifact or some kind of prop. And uh, that's how I had to leave. I was like, oh, uh, duh. And I had nothing. I, I felt like Garrett Cole in, a, in an interview about sticky tack uh, or spider tack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was your, that was your That was my experience. Topic. Yeah. Uh, uh, so... So, okay, I must have ADD bad because I'm sitting here going, all right, well, did you, you 
Did he say you're fired from yes, CBS? I was fired. I was oh, okay. Fired. Yeah. All right. I, I th- wanted to quit, you, but I was fired. He didn't even give you the option to come back. No. It was, you lied. and You and lied it, once, you're done. Dunzo. Wow. And I said, that's cool. I'm making more money. But thank you. Bad. You, you're so, <laughs> I won. <laughs> it, it's so funny that you're young and dumb, too, because you're making more money because it's a two-month job and it's gone. The business doesn't exist anymore when Halloween's over. Didn't you know that? Not at the time. I was <laughs> actually. That's not true because that Halloween, everything Halloween turned into everything, everything Christmas. Christmas. Oh, it did. So I got I to go to at least January, and uh, as soon as that was over, it became everything New Year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can just keep going. Everything Easter. No, uh, and then after that was time yeah. to knuckle up and just start trying to fight for another job. Yeah, all those mall jobs suck. Oh, that that was always, those were the jobs you got when you were young in the mall. I think I worked at some store that, you know, those shitty suit stores where they oh, say yeah. two suits for a hundred <laughs> of those fucking dumps, two shitty suits. It was, I'm going to, I quoted a, another comedian earlier. I'll quote Dennis Miller now. Dennis Miller now. You go, two of shit is shit. <laughs> because if they really want to fuck you, they'll give you three of those fucking suits. You guys suck. Okay. So thanks, Dave. Thanks for sitting in. All right. So uh okay we're going to be uh we're going to be right back because um I want to go to uh some more callers uh and uh jeez I'm so fucking ADD dude We're going to have to edit here. You're going to have to edit here. Oh, oh, what am I Of course I know what I'm talking. No, you don't have to edit. Fuck. We're not editing. No editing. We're going to end the last segment with uh, a little remember when. We got a bunch of callers on this one. A little remember when you did this or remember when you wore that or remember when you went to these kind of places. We'll be right back uh, with the little remember when. In a moment. little remember when. But there's any single guys here, this is what you need to do. You'll be happy forever. Find somebody beneath you. <laughs> In every category. I'm serious. See, you don't like the way that sounds. Because when you're young, you're like, I need a 10. No, you don't. You don't need a 10. You ever been walking down the street and you see a gorgeous person with a hideous person? And you go, oh my God, what the hell are they doing together, right? I figured it out. The gorgeous person loves freedom. Yes. If you're a nine and you hook up with a one, you can do whatever the hell you want. She might try to stop you early in the relationship, right? At the beginning, she might be like, hey! I'm serious, get over here! I don't think you should go on that long golf trip with all your friends. And you could be like, yeah, whatever, one. And you just walk out the door. Put your golf bag on right in front of her. See you later, yeah. Playing the best golf of your life that next day, too. Because you're relaxed, right? Down the middle, right down the fairway. Boy, I'm on fire. There's another one, right? You're not stressed out. You're not sitting on the tee box looking at your friend like, Hope my one's not still mad. <laughs> yes! Dude, I get pumped when I hear you nail Welcome it like that. Back. 
Oh God, Chris is good behind the uh, behind the glass, behind the wheels of steel, as we said in the eighties. I'm on the wheels of steel. Oh God, shut up. Ah, uh, so uh, this final segment, we'll do a little remember when, remember when. I was thinking about that this week, maybe because my son's a, a teenager now; he's thirteen. And uh, and I was working on my Remember When show. I was trying to write a bunch of stuff about grammar school. You know, I have little different sections of the one-man show from the 70s to the 80s to the 90s, you know. And uh, I started thinking, grammar school, do you remember, and I'll put this out to you a little bit, Chris. Do you remember uh, being af- afraid of teenagers when you were in grammar school? Like, uh this is a bit when I first started stand up. I said this on stage, but like that it was just weird that you're afraid of teenagers. <laughs> and I can remember being with my friend. We would go, we went in the woods behind his house. That's where we used to like go walk around. And I remember us at once going, "Shit, teenagers!" And we like ran. And I and I was like, "Well, you know what? What the fuck? You're afraid of guys that are getting hair under their arms and like you, little you have tiny older mustaches?" You have I don't. Old... I don't have an older brother. See, that's why I wasn't. Because all my older brother's friends were teenagers. were teenagers, and they kind of, you know, right. I knew I was in with them. So I didn't have that experience ever. Right. I was actually the opposite, where I didn't give a shit. I was always playing sports with the teenagers, and that, you know, I was never really worried about that. Oh, you're, that's, yeah, I guess that's what it was. I had a friend, my best friend had an older brother, but I was still afraid, man, of those. Well, they- that's even, I guess I could understand that aspect of it, where if you go to your friends older brothers friends are all around and they're they're doing a bunch of things that maybe you're i don't know maybe intimidating but i kind of like that shit i think maybe once again there's a time barrier here because you're you're only what 39 yeah only he says yeah that's nothing to me because i i guess you know there's a big difference between growing up in the 70s then uh let's think when when did you uh, when were you in in grammar school in the The 80s late 80s 80s 80s, early 90s. I was born in 82. Yeah, so it was like back then it was a little nicer. Like teenagers when I grew up, like they could kick the living shit out of you and not care about it. Like no, they, I was I was definitely the part of the latch the latchkey kids. You were? Yeah, I was walking home from school. I didn't have a babysitter. I did, you know, well, there, there's, all that. There's also a reason why the movie like Karate Kid, I can think of these movies that had like bullies in them because that's what that time was. That Johnny kid in, uh, you know, in uh, put him in a body yeah, bag. That guy was that was there were guys like that. There was another movie uh, called uh, shit, 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 Matt Dillon. Just the Christmas story. The Christmas story. That one doesn't even ring to me. But the one with Matt Dillon, my it was called My Bodyguard, where a kid, a, a, a young kid, pays this big kid to be his bodyguard in school, and uh, and fucking Matt Dillon was the was one of the bullies. His name was like Moody or something. Oh my god! So um, we got some callers. It seems like this is the one that resonated the most with uh, my podcast listeners. So let's go to this uh, first call here. I think this is Ed from Neuro. Put Ed from Neuro on. Uh, hey, Joe. It's Ed Raymond uh, calling from... Ooh, Scarsdale, giving his last name out. Uh, wanted to talk about, um, you know, being afraid of, of uh, kids in grammar school. Uh, I, went, I grew up in New Rochelle, and... Uh, and and basically, I was afraid of pretty much all the black kids because they were uh, pretty mean. 
Um, one girl named Natasha McGee uh, came up to me one day and, and Name she uh, said that uh, my ancestors made her ancestors their slaves, so now I'm going to be her slave. So she uh, she made me her slave for about uh, two days, and uh, it was a pretty scary situation, but it was my first internship. Um, anyway, later. <laughs> Uh, that is a whole nother level when the girl is your, is the, is a bully to the guy. I can remember that in my high school, there was this black girl. Her name was Drina. I still remember she weighed like fucking 500 pounds. There's a real, real issue there. It's like, how do you build up the courage to fight the bully? You can't, you can't when it's the girl, you just got to take it, which I always thought, you know, that was one of my bits in my first special that my wife didn't like. That was about how guys shouldn't be able to hit women, but we should be able to hit one total bitch a year. And then I would tell my total bitch story because this girl had flicked cigarette ashes in my face in the story. But my wife's like, no, 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 no. She hated that. She hated that whole bit. And I was like, all right, all right, all right. I guess you're right on this one. But uh, but yeah, uh, I, I I can relate to Ed uh, getting beat up by a girl. I had a. I'm friends with her now, but this girl, Megan, Megan Elmer, that I went to grammar school with, she was like, you know, girls got tall when we were young, fast, right? Like, this girl was like six foot tall in, like, fourth grade, you know, and she beat me up. <laughs> I still remember it. And it was, there's no worse feeling, because you're just stuck there getting your ass kicked. I think she threw rocks at me. She didn't give a shit. All right, put another caller through. What's up, Joe? Brendan Donegan from Jersey. I remember being terrified of some of the teenagers coming into high school, especially when you would see the difference between a 14-year-old freshman coming in and you would see some of the seniors that looked like they were grown-ass men. Like the difference between that age gap. I remember some kids had goatees. I thought they looked like they were 40 years old. I mean, I came in, I was 120 pounds, soaking wet maybe, no facial hairs. And then some of these seniors had full beards. They looked like they were retired electricians. And then in football, you'd come in and you'd see some of these guys and they would still match you up in tackling drills with some of these dudes. I'm, I'd be shitting my pants. Like, I just wanted to catch a football, maybe score a touchdown, and I'm looking at the kid across from me. It looks like he's playing because he's got to feed a family. I mean, it was crazy that they would match you up with these guys. It would be like in the UFC if you matched up a featherweight and you had to fight a heavyweight. You're like, we should not be matched up together. But the difference in maturity that you could see from somebody that was 14-year-old freshman and some of these seniors at 18 years old that looked like they were grown-ass men was so intimidating. It was terrifying. But anyways, that's all I got. Thanks. <laughs> You could tell, Brendan's. Can you tell he's a, a comedian? Can you tell? Because he's kind of funny when he told yeah, the story. That, the way you can he tell added, the difference. Yeah, there was a little flair at the end of the yeah, yeah, couple of the points yeah. he made. He's one of the Jersey openers on the tour with me, Brendan. Did I, did I say his last name right earlier? Donegan? Yeah, it was close enough. Because I have a friend, Kyle Donegan, who's a comedian, so it messes me up when I get to the Donegan. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Even though I meant when you're not a teenager and you see a teenager is, 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 is different than freshman year. Like you, did you play, you played football freshman year? Yeah. Did you have to ever play with the uh, I was, varsity players? Not varsity, but even at, as a freshman, sometimes there's 14 year olds that are big. Yeah. 
basically I was I was hit. even smaller than him as a freshman. I was wrestling one hundred three, so I was tiny, teeny tiny as a freshman, late bloomer. Did you hit puberty yet at freshman year? Joe, I just said I was one hundred three. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't what know. Do you think, dude? I don't know how much my son weighs. I guess he weighs about one twenty. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I was one of those people, like you were saying, how all the girls were a foot taller than me up until ninth grade middle of ninth grade is when i kind of mm. sprouted a little did you bit. guys did, did you guys have to take showers in middle school after N- gym class not middle school but after not even in high school they but after us. practice wrestling practice only oh they made us that's another thing that's old school in the in middle school and you know the you were the unmatured non uh puberty yet kid how fucking embarrassing when some of the kids are fully like man dicking it, I still remember that hanging dong. I still remember this one dude. I was like, "What the fuck is it?" It was like fucking hanging long. I was like, "What the fuck?" I can this can I wear a ba- took a hard left. It did. I wanted to take. I wanted to wear a bathing suit to, into the. I'm like, why do I need to shower? Dude, I'm 53 now. I can go to the gym and work out fully and go to a wedding afterwards. I don't sweat a lot. I just am not one of those people that jacks a sweat. Is that a correct word to use there? Probably not. I mean, I can't imagine having a shower after gym class, but after the gym now, I got a shower. I got to wash my ass after that. Really? Yeah, definitely. I don't. I'll go to a fucking uh, five-star restaurant right after. <laughs> Says the guy that showers for his podcast recording. <laughs> like, oh, I got to do, do a podcast. You. Oh. You, you'll be like, oh, I got I to gotta jump in the shower real quick. I'm about to do a podcast. But that's because everything like, was on video. This is what's great about audio. You, they don't know what I look like right now. And I just saw myself in the mirror when I went to the bathroom. And I was thinking of you because you told me you get a lot of haircuts. You're like a 10-day haircut guy. I got one yesterday. I just got a haircut like four or five days ago, and I already need another haircut. Like I'm in the mirror going, what did I, why did I walk out of there with this when I knew it needed to go shorter than this? fucking terrible you gotta go back now gotta be more assertive you know what it was it was did you ever get the guy who's the he was the new guy and i went i go into this like all like italian guy barbershop they're all old right you gotta go to a dominican because oh, no. they know exactly like it's sometimes it sucks because they'll line your beard up different oh, and you walk out of there like wait that. what the fuck but a day later you're all right uh, no these guys all old italian men right in the shopping center near where i live and uh, they all have this, you know, the Italy soccer matches playing on the TV. And my guy Giovanni wasn't there this time. He's always there. I walk in, they're like, nah, he's off today. Would you like, uh, you know, that feeling when they go, would you like, uh, and I think his name was like Bruno. Giuseppe. Would you like a Bruno? And I was literally about to go, no, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> like, I'm gonna, no, only Giovanni. <laughs> I can't. And I just went, fuck Are it. Are you one of those guys that, that, won't cheat on your barber? I usually don't. Like, But this time I was like, I'm I'll not coming down, back. I'll sit down in an open chair right in front of my barber if he's not fucking ready for me. I'm not there to Oh, you'll let anybody yeah, cut, cut your hair? Cut my hair. You're all, all the Dominicans always hook me up. Oh, they all nail yeah, it. They just, I'm easy, though. Look at me. So am I, but they, I guess not. This guy's slightly... He didn't fuck it up. He just didn't cut it long enough. It looked good when I left. Two days later, I'm like, I think it's long again. What just happened? All right, I'm boring you. Let's get to more. Uh, let's get to more. I think we got Dan. Dan from Jersey. I don't know if I got these in order. Let's Hold see on, if you we'll do. See. Dan from Jersey. 
Joe, it's Dan Callahan, Whoa. comedian from South Jersey, calling you from Stratford, New Jersey, in Camden County, right off the beautiful White Horse Pike. I <laughs> Great road. talk about being afraid of teenagers as a kid. I fought back to when I was in elementary school, still going to Catholic school before I moved into public school, and somehow they were able to line up bus routes for us where we would split the bus with public school high schoolers from a pretty bad area right down the road with an elementary school me going to Catholic school. They would rob me of my good Pokemon cards every single week, and it terrified me. And I just thought of this, and it's now brought back some pretty bad memories. So teenagers scared the hell out of me for my formative years. That, that, now, he was even younger than you. Pokemon Yeah, cards. that sounds like a brutal, brutal experience, honestly. Yeah. I'm imagining that he was going to school with kids from Camden. Yeah. You know, that was the... The bad town. Yeah. Well, that he, was the wild west. I think he told me he grew up in like Willingboro, which is like Camden-esque. Yeah, well. I used to DJ at a bowling alley in Willingboro when I was about 19, dude. And I would put on It Takes Two. The, and like I think I had like an instrumental version where it just played the beat. <laughs> and black dudes would just get in line because I would just let them rap on the mic. They thought I was like the fucking greatest guy ever. And I remember being so white that any black dude on the mic to me was fucking Jay Z. I was like, this guy's fucking incredible. Every black guy would just be like, yeah, let me have that. And they'd be like, they'd fucking start dancing. I was like, wow. You know, and that's when I first started positive stereotyping, you know. Black guys don't get pissed if you tell them they have, they're good at rapping and they have, that they always have big dicks. They never get pissed at that. It's an old bit of mine. I snuck a bit in. I just did a Jimmy. I did an old bit. You guys, I knew you guys would laugh because you're not comics. Like Comics would go, oh, God, he's going to do the back, big dick black guy thing. It's so easy. But you guys aren't comics, so I got laughs at you. I, you want to hear the rest of the jokes? This is pathetic. This is one of my old bits. I used to go, you never hear a black guy go, yo, man, easy with the big dick jokes, my man. <laughs> I said, that shit is a stereotype. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> it always killed. If it was a black audience, I would go to that, and then I would make fun of how white people get nervous when the electric slide comes on. I could think of a few stereotypes for other races that people get upset with. Like if you tell a Mexican guy that, Oh, you're a really hard worker. They'll be like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yeah, yeah. They or like want... Asians. Are no, good at math. I, oh, that I that that was the same bit. I said you can tell Asians that you that they're good at math. Did you hear me do this? No, I'm I'm just that's weird. That you said, and I said you you'll never hear. Hey, any, they're stereotypes you, uh, for a reason. You would never hear an Asian go, "Oh no 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 no," that is that is a stereotype. I used to do this. They say, "My brother found geometry too." That's what it was. And then it was Latinos are great. You'd laugh at this, but I, I just was, laughed out of snot. You'll laugh because you guys <laughs> There's are no napkins over here. You're, so this is dicey. You guys are sports guys. So the rest of the joke was how Latinos are, are always great middle infielders. Yeah, they are. Tatis, baby. I said, you don't. El Nino. Yeah. I used to say like, you're never. What was the joke? It's been like, dude, a couple of years since I did it. Let me think. Uh, you're never going to hear. Uh, oh, it. Uh, Tre- Trevor, I, I go uh, ground ball to Trevor, tosses it over to fucking Andrew or something like that. I go, you know, Andrew's bobbling it. 
I go, Trevor's got his inhaler, you know, and then uh, I go, but if it's, jeez, uh, I'm forgetting the names I used. If it's Carlos throwing it over to Manny, I go, the guy's fucking dancing before the ball even came to him. He's on the balls of his feet going, fucking, and I would do the catch and throw, you know, when they do the, they do this thing, the, I fucking, I love that fucking, Lindor. would you say Tatis? Tatis, Tatis. Yeah. Who was the guy on the Cubs? That was the guy I used in the Javi Baez. Javier Baez. Yeah, that guy's unbelievable. Best guy at tagging. He has a tagging highlight reel Honestly, on I YouTube. think Lindor might be better. He has a highlight reel. Yeah, they're both slick. We'll just say that. Fucking unbelievable. So uh, let's go to uh, our last caller here. This is, uh, this is Gene E. from South Jersey also. We've got a lot of South Jersey here today. Hi, this is Gene S. I remember when I was Full a kid, names. I was afraid of teenagers. There was a time I was riding my bike, and there was a teenager lived at the top of our street. So we had all the cars and motorcycles, real troublemaker, too. We think he was the one. Then I went around the neighborhood one night and smashed, like, 15 different cars and took mirrors off them. So one day I'm driving my bike, and he's outside in the driveway. I don't know, he's fixing his car or whatever. And he threw a pipe on the ground and caught it in my spokes, and I slipped on my bicycle. And uh, he was had to be at least 10 years older than me. I think I was like 8 or 9 years old. Uh, scared the crap out of me. So for years until they, I think they wound up moving, I never went by there when he was there again at the top of my street. So that's one thing I'll remember for the rest of my life. Scary as all hell. What a jackass. <laughs> that's guy I grew up with. We went to high school together. You know what's funny is he probably hated that I'd throw this in. But he was one of those kids that was a late bloomer. So I can't imagine him, like, because he, he looked like he was nine in junior year of high school. So imagine him when he was nine. He must have looked with four. And a kid throws a pipe. Can you imagine being so young? Like, I don't know if I'm nuts, but I've, oh, I you know, that's why I take meds because of my temper and my anger. I imagine me at nine years old, if some 17-year-old kid threw a pipe through my fucking when my uh, my spokes that I'd get up and like fucking throw this throw the fucking pipe in his face and then get my ass kicked. Yeah, I could relate to that. That would definitely be not taking that. No, or at least I'm getting a bunch of people to go after that kid. My brother's older friends. I had a gym teacher in first or second grade. I still remember this guy, Mister Biddle. That was his name. He's a fucking asshole. Fucking Mister Biddle. I, we were playing. He used to think it was funny to move the base out of the way when you were coming into the base and then call you out. But we're, we were playing wiffle ball one day in the gym indoors. I'm coming in the third. He moves the fucking base and tags me out, which you think a normal gym teacher would go, I'm kidding, you're good. He didn't. He, you're fucking out, <laughs> right? And this will show you how much more, and I think about my son and me and how we're the same but different. He doesn't have that competitive gene. This guy pulled the base and called me out and said, you're out. At first grade, I fucking spit in his face. I didn't spit, but I did that. That. And when I did it, spit went all in the guy's face. Mr. Biddle took me outside in the hallway. And I'll never, I had like a stretchy t-shirt on. And he lifted me and stretched the whole shirt like up over my head. He goes, you spit my face ever again. You got trouble. I was like, is he? See, you're 40, dude. Like, what the fuck? Did you <laughs> what the, Did you ever get threatened by a man when you were a kid? When I was in high school, I got into an actual fight with a teacher. 
and he got fired. Really? Yeah. It was, How do you get in a fight it with was a just teacher? A crazy. This is too long. We don't have enough time for this story. But yeah. I how many I'll minutes are we at? I mean, we're we're there. We're there. We're yeah. at an hour. Yeah. So right. I'll squeeze it in anyway. Yeah. We got to hear this. Really, really bad class. Like this class. It'd be was funny like, if we just left it like a cliffhanger. Yeah, this, All right. This yeah, class was really bad. One of the, the hardest classes that you would have to have if you were a teacher, I imagine, because I know all the people in the class were pieces of shit, including myself at the time. I was a wise ass. So I have to go to the bathroom. I raise my hand. Say, can I go to the bathroom? He says, I can't hear you. Kept on doing it. I, he could clearly hear me. He kept and he got me all the way close to him. So when I got real close, he put his ear out and I yelled it loud in his ear. And he had colored pencils in my hand. and He threw them in my face like 10 right in my face. Hit me with him. How about this? Mike DeCrosta, our sponsor, was the cop in the school at the time. He's walking by. He, like, broke it up. They had to move our class all the way to the front by the office because that's, that's how bad the class was. That's better was. than banging one of the teachers. Yeah. and they, Biting my, one of the teachers? We um we got into it. It was like a scuffle. I was on the wrestling team, so it kind of, like, neutralized real quick. He was way bigger than me. I was small in high school. And, you know, they just – it went to the school board. I had to go to a hearing. They I was like, I don't really think he should get fired. I felt guilty. Because I knew I was kind of an asshole the whole year, and the class was really bad. So I felt guilty about it because mm-hmm. I was like, well, this guy probably just exploded at this point. He couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. And my mother even wrote a letter and saying, like, we don't want him to lose his job, but, you know, he lost his job. See you later. Yeah. See Mr. you Martin. later. Done. Yeah, oceanography. and guy probably committed astronomy. suicide right after that. He, he brought him to his deathbed. Well. Don't fuck with Chris. Come on, dude! How much did you weigh at that time? Because you were like a hundred and two ninth. That was grade. like you up to one twelve. No, I was like one one thirty five, one forty. Oh yeah, because it was in wrestling season, so I was cutting weight too. So I was like one thirty five. Cutting weight. You were, were you ready to? What's that called in wrestling when you shoot in? Exactly that. You shoot in the shoot. You did, yeah. Were you ready to just shoot and hit? Take his legs out. Honestly, it is was that crazy. what you were doing? You were getting it happened bites? so fast. Well, no, I mean I didn't really get into that many one on one fights like no. that in high school where it was like. I was always thinking, like, if I ever learned how to wrestle, I would just use that. They'd be like, "What the fuck did he just do?" I think he threw a cross face in that. A lot of times, front of the school, when you're fighting, I remember getting into fights in high school, and as soon as the fight went to the ground, they would break it up. Be like, "No, stand up!" Be like, "What the fuck you talking about? I'm not boxing him. He's thirty pounds heavier than me." (laughs) Oh man, we gotta we gotta end the podcast on uh, on your classic stories, there, Chris. Uh, let's put one in the can, a little pretender to contender. Um, uh, is there is there anything that I'm leaving out here, Chris? No. We're good? We're all good, everybody. Thank you so much for listening again. And uh, cue a little music, a little closing music. We got some uh, plugs coming up. Please listen to them. Uh, you know, don't don't shut them off. Just don't shut off the plugs. They're important, and we have like one of the best plug readers in the history of podcasting sitting next to us, um, Michael Buffer. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we do we do have some plugs here at the end, and uh, I I appreciate you guys and and the trolls that are out there. Um, the Chop Sports Network uh, kind of blocked you out of my group page on facebook because you guys are just just writing dicky shit and i love people that write dicky shit and go what what (laughs) why did you block me i don't know maybe because you did something dicky i guess i mean you didn't say hey joe i think you're fucking great keep up the hard work and and then uh 
the Chop Sports Network blocked you out. So, like, we're letting them all back in. I just wanted to say that at the end of the podcast. But if if they feel that you're doing something a little uh, bad, 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 uh, bad karma, bad, uh, what's it called, hate speech, anything, whatever it is, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take you out of there. Permanent, kid. Permanent. You'll be out of there. Permanent. And uh, and you won't be able to get back in. So we're trying to run a business here, and the people that aren't trolls don't want to be trolled, so they get afraid of the thing. So uh, chill out. As I as I posted them in my group page, I said, I know all you guys have another personality that's normal. Just choose that one when you're <laughs> when you're writing shit on the pages. Okay, everybody. I'm out. I'm Joe Matteris. Keep listening. Joe's Remember When Tour is back. Go see him live this summer, June 26th. He'll be in Shemong, New Jersey, doing a big outdoor show at Adventure Farm. July 18th, he'll be in Stone Harbor, New Jersey at the Harbor Theater. And on July 23rd, he'll be in Bound Brook, New Jersey at the Brooks Art Center. Go to JoeMatterese.com for tickets. If you like today's show and you want to tip Joe, his Venmo is at Joe Matterese. Tip him $10 or more, and he'll email you a download. Got it. If you like today's show and you want to tip Joe, his Venmo is at the Joe Matteris. Tip him $10 or more, and he'll email you a download of his newest live album, Completely Present. If you'd like to advertise on Pretender to Contender podcast or any of other uh, of the other... Let me do that one again. If you'd like to advertise on Pretender to Contender podcast or any of the other podcasts on the Chop Sports Network or even advertise your business on Joe's TikTok, that's up to 60,000 followers and has had a single video hit 1.7 million views, send an email, chopsportsmedia at gmail.com, and they will take care of you.